إِنَّا بَلَوْنَاهُمْ Indeed, we have tried them. Who? The people of Makkah. كَمَا Just as بَلَوْنَا We tried أَصْحَابَ الْجَنَّةِ The companions of the garden. Meaning the owners of the garden. People whose story is about their garden. What's the similarity over here? You see, the people of Makkah, they thought they had control. They could call the Prophet ﷺ majnoon. They could label him with anything and they could get away with it. Why? Because they had wealth, they had children, they had power, they had good name. So whatever they would say, it would be accepted. They were deceived by their worldly power. They had forgotten that they were still under Allah's control. And similar is the story of the people of the garden. They thought they had everything in control, but they actually didn't. إِذْ أَقْسَمُوا When they swore. Who? The people of the garden. This is a story of the people of the garden. So when they took an oath that لَيَصْرِمُنَّهَا That surely they would reap it, they would cut its fruit, meaning the fruit of the garden, مُصْبِحِينَ In the early morning. يَصْرِمُنَّهَا From the root letter صَاد رَامِيم And صَرْم is to cut off something. And basically it's used for cutting the fruit of a tree. Basically picking the fruit, harvest in a way. So these people took an oath, meaning they had made up their mind that they were going to pick their fruit early in the morning. This is what they had decided. And when they made that decision, Allah says, وَلَا يَسْتَثْنُونَ And they did not make any exception. Istithna is to make an exception. All right. Now generally what happens is that when you plan on doing something, what do you say? I'm going to get this done by tomorrow, inshallah. Or you say, hopefully I'll be able to do it. You know, you've decided, but at the same time you realize that it's quite possible you might not be able to because you don't have control over this world. Right? So these people, they did not make any exception. What does it mean by this? They didn't say inshallah. They didn't say if Allah wills. They didn't even think about Allah's power over here, that Allah could prevent them. They acted as if there was no God watching them. وَلَا يَسْتَثْنُونَ Another meaning of وَلَا يَسْتَثْنُونَ is that, and they did not make an exception, meaning from their harvest, that some of it they would give to the needy. They said, we're going to pick all the fruit, and we're going to keep it, and make our profit, and nothing of it is going to go to the needy. Nothing of it. They made no exception. You know, generally people would say, okay, you know, these trees or this much harvest, okay, we'll give it, you know, in donation somewhere. No, they didn't make any exception. So what happened? They took an oath by night that this is what we're going to do in the morning. First thing in the morning, we're going to go and pick the fruit so that, you know, everything will be picked before even the needy show up. So we're not going to give anything to them. We're going to keep 100% of the profits for ourselves. So what happened? فَطَافَ عَلَيْهَا So there came upon it, upon the garden. طَافَ يَطُوفُ To go around. Remember the word طَوَاف? To go around the Kaaba. So طَافَ عَلَيْهَا There came upon it طَائِفٌ One that goes around. Meaning an affliction, a disaster. مِنْ رَبِّكَ From your Lord وَهُمْ نَائِمُونَ While they were sleeping. These people, people of the garden, they were sleeping. And in the night there came an affliction from Allah that destroyed their garden 
completely. How? That فَأَصْبَحَتْ So it became كَالصَّرِيم Like a reaped field. الصَّرِيم يَصْرِمُنَّ Same root, صَاد رَمِيم Sarim is that field whose crop has been harvested. And once the crop has been harvested, then what do you have? You've got nothing left. Have you ever been for strawberry picking right at the end of the season? Or any berry picking or something right at the end of the season? What did you find there? Nothing. Right? Or maybe, you know, you've seen fields of corn or something like that where the corn has been harvested. So what do you have? Just dry stalks which are useless. So this is sarim, a field that has been harvested, so there is nothing left over there, nothing of value left over there. And generally what happens? Whatever is left is either removed or it is burnt down. Yes. No, it was either a wind or a storm or a fire, whatever it was. But it left the field completely destroyed, such that there was no fruit left. So, فَأَصْبَحَتْ كَالصَّرِيمِ Sarim is also used for ground that is burnt black. So there was a fire, if we take this interpretation. Burnt black, nothing left. When a person withholds goodness from others, then he is deprived of goodness. Either entirely or partially. فَأَصْبَحَتْ كَالصَّرِيمِ So what happened? فَتَنَادَوْ They called each other. مُصْبِحِينَ In the morning. It is said that these were brothers. Okay, These were brothers and uh, their father was the actual owner of this garden. And what he would do is that he would divide the harvest into three shares. One share for the needy, right? one for their personal use, and the other for sales, profit, and then again using that to plant their field again the following year. So, these sons, they would think that their father was very foolish in giving a third of their produce away to the needy. So now when their father died, and the sons inherited the garden, and the first time the garden was going to be harvested under their command, they decided that they were going to keep 100% of it and not give anything to the needy. But generally what happens is, that the needy show up, they come to such places where there is harvest or fruit that has been picked, they come to take their share. I remember in Pakistan when I was younger, you know, on Eid, when animals would be slaughtered and there is meat, a lot of needy people would knock door to door asking for any meat. Because they know that there is a lot of meat, so if anybody wants to give, I'm here. Right? So the needy would come to their garden in order to take their share. So these sons, they decided, we're going to go so early in the morning, and we're going to get everything done, we're going to get all the fruit, and we're going to take it away to the market, even before these needy come. Because if they come, then we'll have to give something to them. So, فَتَنَادَوْ مُصْبِحِينَ They called each other, in order to wake each other up, مُصْبِحِينَ at morning. Completely unaware of what had happened in the night. And what did they say to each other? And that اغدو, go early على حرثكم to your crop in كنتم صارمين if you really want to cut the fruit. If you really want to get something, get up and go early. اغدو غين دالواو غدو is to go somewhere early in the morning. Remember وَإِذْ غَدَوْتَ When you set out early in the morning. 
عَلَىٰ حَرْثِكُمْ To your crop, meaning to reap it. إِن كُنْتُمْ صَارِمِينَ Sarimin plural of sarim, one who harvests. So if you really want to pick your fruit, then go early. Otherwise the needy will come, and then you'll have to give them something, you'll have to share. فَانْطَلَقُوا So they set out. وَهُمْ يَتَخَافَتُونَ While they were lowering their voices. They were whispering to each other. يَتَخَافَتُونَ تَخَافُتْ وَلَا تُخَافِتْ بِهَا خَافَتَ to speak very softly, such that you're almost inaudible. The other people cannot hear you. So, تَخَافُتْ To mutter secretly to one another, to converse in a very low voice. وَهُمْ يَتَخَافَتُونَ Why were they talking so softly? Because they didn't want to be heard. They didn't want any people to find out that they were on their way to the garden. They wanted to do this so secretly. What was the plan? The plan was Allah that not Yadukhulanaha he should at all enter it, meaning enter the garden. Alyoma today, alaikum on you, miskeen any needy. The plan is that today no needy should be able to enter upon you in the garden. You want to be out of the garden before the needy even show up. That's the plan. Because if they show up, everybody's gonna find out we're harvesting our garden today. And then they're gonna come begging, and then we're gonna have to give them something. So the plan is to be out of there even before people come. وَغَدَوْ And they went out early. عَلَى حَرْدٍ In full determination. قادرين As able. Ala Hardin. They set out early. Ala Hardin. What does Ala Hard mean? Hard Haradal. It means Qasd. Firm resolve. Firm determination. Strong intention to do something. So they set out with full determination. Yes, we're gonna go and do this. It sounds so silly, right? But that's exactly how we behave sometimes. We think we've got full control. We're going to go get things done. We're not going to share with anybody. We're not going to tell anybody. And then what happens? The plan is ruined. Because someone else has everything in control. So, ala hardin. Another meaning of hard is anger. So they set out early in the morning with anger. Anger against who? The needy. That it's because of these people that I have to wake up so early and go to the garden and harvest everything and then Angry, cursing the masakin. Qadirin, as ones who are able, meaning they thought of themselves as they were able to deprive others and to get what they want. And many times people think that they've got things in control, that their wealth belongs to them and they can use it however they want and they can do whatever they want. But, فَلَمَّا رَأَوْهَا But when they saw it, when they saw their garden, قَالُوا They said, إِنَّا لَضَالُونَ Indeed, we are lost. It's so dark. We're lost. Are we at the right place? Why did they say this? Because they didn't recognize their garden. It was already harvested. It was burnt to the ground. It was black, covered in ashes. What they were expecting was trees covered with fruit, ready to be picked, 
So they said, إِنَّا لَضَالُّونَ We're at the wrong place. We're lost. But then they did recognize their garden. بَلْ نَحْنُ مَحْرُومُونَ So they said, rather, we are mahroom. Mahroomun, plural of mahroom, one who is deprived. We wanted to deprive others, and we have been deprived. قَالَ أَوْسَطُهُمْ So the most awsat amongst them spoke. Awsat وَاوْسِينْ طَى Wasata is that which is in the middle. Awsat, that which is most moderate. Right? Ummatan wasatan. Right? But remember that the word wasab doesn't just mean that which is in the middle, but also that which is the best. Because that which is in the middle is free from extremes. Right? And when it's free from extremes, it's the best. So for example, what kind of temperature is the best? Which one? Extremely cold, minus 22? Or like 35 degrees? Which one's the best? That which is in the middle. What kind of weight is good? Body weight. What kind? That which is within the average range, right? So, قَالَ أَوْسَطُهُمْ The best of them spoke. Meaning the one who had the most sense. The most sensible amongst them. He said, أَلَمْ أَقُلْ لَكُمْ Did I not say to you, لَوْلَا تُسَبِّحُونَ Why do you not exalt Allah? Did I not say that to you already? That you should do tasbih? So it is said that one of these brothers was actually not in favor of you know, them keeping 100% of the profits for themselves and not giving anything to the needy. But, you know, this is what happens many times, that we kind of give up. We stop telling others. We cooperate with them. And this is exactly what the Prophet ﷺ is told in this surah. لا تطير, لا تطير. Don't obey the mukaddibin. They want you to compromise, but don't remain firm on your principles. So one of these brothers, he had said to them earlier that لو لا تسبحون, why do you not do tasbih? What does it mean by this? Why do you not say subhanallah? When you say subhanallah, you are declaring Allah's perfection. Right? You're declaring that Allah is perfect in ability and we are limited. I am imperfect. Right? So, when they said that لَيَصْرِمُنَّهَا مُصْبِحِينَ They didn't say inshaAllah. Had they said inshaAllah, what would that mean? That they are acknowledging that Allah is in control, He is perfect the one who is able to execute his will whenever and however he pleases. And we on the other hand are limited in our abilities. لَوْلَا تُسَبِّحُونَ Why did you not acknowledge Allah's perfection? And accept your own limitations. You didn't. And so what happened? He showed you. You didn't put your will under God's will. لَوْلَا تُسَبِّحُونَ قَالُوا سُبْحَانَ رَبِّنَا They said, exalted is our Lord. So they said it now. إِنَّا كُنَّا ظَالِمِينَ And then they accepted their mistake. We have indeed been wrong. By trying to deprive the poor folk, we actually did zulm on ourselves. إِنَّا كُنَّا ظَالِمِينَ So then what happened as typical? فَأَقْبَلَ بَعْضُهُمْ عَلَى بَعْضٍ So they turned to one another. يَتَلَاوَمُونَ They were blaming each other. I knew it was a bad idea. 
See, I told you. No, no, no. I, I didn't say you said it. You started it. No, I didn't. Right? Yatalawamun, laum. To blame each other. They blamed each other. Qalu ya waylana. They said, oh woe to us. Inna kunna ta'gheen. Indeed, we were transgressors. We really transgressed our limits over here. We really became arrogant and selfish over here. It's our fault indeed. Asa rabbuna. Hopefully our Lord. Ayyubdilana. He will substitute for us khayram minha, better than it. We've lost a garden, but we have acknowledged our mistake, and we have repented to our Lord, and we have understood the lesson, and hopefully our Lord will give us something better in place of this garden. Inna ila rabbina raghibun. Indeed we are to our Lord ones who are Ragibun. Ragibun, plural of ragib. Ragib is someone who's hopeful. Someone who turns in hope. Ragba. What is ragba? Inclination. So, we hope from our Lord that He will give us something better in place of this garden. Now this is something beautiful. They learned from their mistake. And that's exactly what we should do also. But this can happen in this world only. That if you lose something, you get something else in its place tomorrow. You make a mistake, you mess up, and tomorrow you'll fix it. Allah says, كَذَلِكَ الْعَذَابِ Such is the punishment. وَلَعَذَابُ الْآخِرَةِ akbar. But surely the punishment of the hereafter is greater. لَوْ كَانُوا يَعْلَمُونَ If only they knew. In this world you can fix these mistakes, but in the hereafter, can you? You can't. Now from the story, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is teaching us a lesson. What is that lesson? What is that lesson? Tell the person sitting next to you. You have 15 seconds. What's the first thing that comes to your mind? Okay, what's the lesson? Raise your hand. Quickly, quickly. We have to finish the surah. So the sooner you speak, the sooner we end the surah, and the sooner you can go. Go ahead. Don't be stingy. Okay, what else? Yes, that in this world we see the consequences of our bad choices. Now imagine the consequences in the hereafter of our bad choices. Because the punishment of the hereafter is far greater. The loss of the garden was was terrible. But the loss of everything on the Day of Judgment will be far more terrible. What else do we learn? Yes. Yes, that the consequences of our deeds are similar to the crime that has been committed. Meaning, the result is always similar to the crime. What was the crime? They wanted to deprive others. What was the result? They were deprived. What else? Yes. Yes. Exactly. That once the damage has been done, then there is no point in saying, I told you so. You should have listened to me. I mean, the damage has been done. So it's necessary that when we see somebody doing something wrong, stop them. And if they don't agree with us, stop cooperating with them. Because if you continue, then what's going to happen? At the end, you will suffer with them. Yes. Exactly. That as soon as we see the consequences of our bad choices, 
let's acknowledge and accept and fix things and be hopeful because these people yes they made a big mistake and they suffered a great deal because of it but what happened they said subhana rabbina look at how they admit their mistake huh they say inna kunna zalimin we have been zalim and then they said inna kunna taghin and then they said, "Inna ila Rabbina ragibun." We've made a mistake. We accept it, but we are hopeful of our Lord's mercy. Yes, that no matter what loss you've incurred, no matter what mistake you've made, always be hopeful. Also, "Inna ila Rabbina ragibun." Be hopeful of Allah's mercy. Every Monday and Thursday, Allah subhanahu wa taala forgives His servants. Except for who? Except for the one who is committing shirk and the one who is in a fight with somebody else. And because of that fight, they're not talking to each other. So such people are deprived of Allah's forgiveness. كَذَلِكَ الْعَذَابُ وَلَعَذَابُ الْآخِرَةِ أَكْبَرُ لَوْ كَانُوا يَعْلَمُونَ Now this example was given for who? At the beginning of the story, it was mentioned that إِنَّ بَلَوْنَاهُمْ We are testing the mushrikeen of Makkah just as we tested the people of the garden. What's the similarity over here? The mushrikeen of Makkah thought they were in control. They could do whatever they want, they could abuse Allah's messenger, and nothing would happen. Because nothing had happened so far. They were deceived by their wealth and their power. And here we see through this example, that no matter how much you have, and no matter how much control you think you have, you actually don't. إِنَّ لِلْمُتَّقِينَ عِنْدَ رَبِّهِمْ Indeed for the righteous, the muttaqeen, the people of taqwa, near their Lord are jannatin na'im, the gardens of pleasure. That is pleasure. In this world there is no real pleasure. Really there isn't. Because even when you eat the best food, what happens? What happens? I mean, it's not all pleasure. You enjoy it for those brief moments when it's in your mouth, but as soon as you swallow it, you're like, I want more. And you swallow, I want more. And then you overeat. Bismillah, assalamu alaikum. Recognizing your mistake and, uh, and doing istighfar and saying I was unjust and making dua, that's also from taqwa. Yes. Subhanallah. And then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He follow, inna lil muttaqina. Yes. This is also from taqwa. And then part of taqwa, what is taqwa? That you're, ittaqu rabbakum, fear your Lord. What does it mean? That you recognize, He's there, He's watching me. I belong to Him. He's got full power over me. So those who live so consciously, they shall have with their Lord jannatin na'im. Allah says, أَفَنَجْعَلُ الْمُسْلِمِينَ كَالْمُجْرِمِينَ Then shall we make those who surrender like those who commit crimes? On the one hand are people who surrender to Allah, who do what Allah wants them to. And then on the other hand, there are those who commit crimes, who do what they want to do. Should their end be the same? No way. Because the mushrikeen, they denied the hereafter, right? So the hereafter is being proven over here. That why would those who surrender to Allah be made equal to those who commit crimes. Malakum, what is wrong with you? Kaifa tahkumun, how do you judge? Are people all equal in this world in terms of their wealth, in terms of their health, in terms of their 
opportunities? No. So in the hereafter, how could that be? How could everybody be made the same? No. Malakum kayfa tahkumun amlakum kitabun or do you have a book fihi tadrusun in which you study darasa to study that inna lakum that indeed for you fihi in it meaning in the hereafter is lama takhayyarun whatever that you choose whatever you want takhayyarun takhayyur is that which a person chooses selects for himself based on what he considers to be khair so is there some divine scripture you have in which you have read that you'll get whatever you want in the hereafter? No. You are a nation that is ummi. Amlakum, or do you have aymanun alayna? Oaths upon us. Upon us, as in that are binding on us, that we have given to you. So we owe it to you. Because we have taken an oath and we have guaranteed أَمْلَكُمْ أَيْمَانٌ عَلَيْنَا بَالِغَةٌ إِلَى يَوْمِ الْقِيَامَةِ Extending until the day of judgment, meaning they are in effect, they will not be changed, they will not be cancelled until the day of judgment, that إِنَّ لَكُمْ لَمَا تَحْكُمُونَ That indeed for you is whatever you judge, whatever you decide. You'll get whatever you decide. Is there anything like that? No. Meaning, have we sworn a covenant with you? Have we taken an oath before you that we are bound to keep until the day of judgment? Such an oath in which we have promised you that you will have whatever you decide. You'll get whatever you want. Is there anything such as that? No. 